0: Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself, my name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by... Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's ready.
2: Man, it is the big show here on 97.5 1280 The Zone. I'm Gordon Monson. Today, Tim Lacombe is sitting in for the vacationing Jake Scott. Alex is back in the studio producing this thing. Tim, it's good to have you on. It's great to be here, first of
1: all, and it's great to be working with you. This is like a, you know, oh, yeah. like a bucket list deal. Uh
2: huh. Uh huh. To
1: get with the, the hottest guy in the market. Well, yeah. <laughs> not, not in that way. I know it's I get, Valentine's Day.
2: It is Valentine's Day. Have you having <laughs> a good Valentine's Day today?
1: Yeah, I, I've been working all day. Um, but, you know, I've... You got special plans tonight? Um, my wife and I are going to go to dinner tonight, but we got big plans tomorrow. Oh. Going to a little concert tomorrow night.
2: Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. And uh, I said, uh, uh, you know, Friday's Valentine's Day. And he said, it is. I said, you are screwed, my friend. You know, at that point, you are done. (laughs) If you don't have that thing earmarked. for.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I got to stop by the... um i got to stop by a bookstore or something on my way
2: home. um, It's nice of you to uh, have handled all your business uh, before the last minute. (laughs) Nice of me to show up. (laughs) Don't get me started on that. I was was on a radio station in Chicago last night, and they wanted me to talk about Jim Boylan, and they played the infamous sound, and then we talked about Jim's lack of success in Chicago and uh, relived that whole thing, Tim that whole thing oh
1: yeah it, i mean at times like it's just crazy to me i you know knowing and coached against jim and in fact he's a head coach in the nba like how our lives kind of weave and now i'm sitting next to gordon monson
2: <laughs> with headphones on <laughs> all right let me ask you point blank did you th- this is a tough question for you to answer having been in the industry and whatnot but uh what did you make of jim as a coach As a head coach.
1: No, I actually thought Jim was, you know, I think he's a a phenomenal X's and O's guy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes emotionally he has a hard time getting out of his own way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that exchange with you was um, – but it's something we all go through. There were so many times, you know, that I did stupid things with officials or said something to somebody, you know, that I was irritated at. And it does take a really strong constitution (laughs) to, to not let that stuff get you. But as far as like his, I, I think he's a terrific basketball guy. I know people that worked with him and worked for him, uh, and they think the world of him. Um, but I think sometimes, you know, his emotion and, uh, and he's so driven that, that
2: it's just sometimes it gets convoluted. Hmm. Uh, Speaking of uh, how difficult it is to be a coach and the emotion of it all, we'll talk a little bit about BYU today. It's on the list. Uh, I have my list today. The infamous list. Yeah, on Friday, always the list. But I saw one time, Mark Pope is having a lot of success at BYU in his first year. But uh, I think I talked to you about this once before, Tim, but uh, you probably were on the bench along with Mark When I saw him say something to a referee that was really relatively timid and that ref came over and he dressed Mark down like I couldn't believe he treated him like he was a sixth grader and just like a child. That was
1: the St. Mary's game. Was it? That got away from us and... I think the crowd BYU crowd started throwing stuff on the floor. It was I mean it was insane cuz that never
2: happens at BYU, right? Well, what what right did this official have to treat another adult human being like that? I I just thought it was totally out of line and I was sitting right behind it so I could hear everything that was being said. And I thought, "What are you doing? Why what gives you the right to talk?" to this man who's accomplished enough to be a coach, and he didn't trigger anything. I, at least I didn't hear him trigger anything. I thought it was just out of line. You want to hear the Paul
1: Harvey, the rest of the story? Yeah. That that guy, his name was James Giron. That was the official. He lasted in our league that year <laughs> and well, never saw him again. I have no idea what happened to him, but I just know he, he wasn't officiating our league anymore. So he must have had that issue more than just that night because typically they, they keep a lot of bad guys around uh-huh. <laughs> with a lot of big egos um, but for whatever reason that's the interesting rest of the story on that when he was gone. I
2: uh, have known a lot of referees through the years. Some just jewels of human beings. I and haven't met any of those. <laughs> just <laughs> terrific. But I've met some who I don't know what happened in their, in their childhood but something went berserk. I, I don't know what it was but this there's this sort of power thing that kicked in that, and you give them a whistle, man, and suddenly they're Napoleon out there. Yeah, there's plenty of that, but I,
1: I'm with you. I think there's, you know, there's so many good ones out there, and it's crazy how we're, you know, I'm reading there's a shortage around the country, um, but, yeah, the uh, that's, that's a nasty job. wouldn't want to do it, um, but that guy, James, did never ref again.
2: Oh. Huh. Well, we are at the warehouse. We're at the
1: warehouse, man. This is awesome. What do you think? I think it's. Uh, it looks like an awesome place. I kind of got here early and walked through. I think Tom's already got his claws in me to get,
2: to get a TV. So. I, I think you want a TV. I want a TV. And you want a good deal. And I want a good deal. Yeah, I'm Down here at the store in Orem. What's that address? It's
1: 86 East University Parkway in Orem. And we're here. We would love to see you. We've got some... Uh, good swag and giveaways so if you in the area come by and see us um i i did check with gordon's agent he will do selfies so uh, come on in here and get your valentine selfie with mr monochromatic if you're <laughs> today, today it's
2: yellow dude it looks good uh today it's yellow i got to be the uh, staff photographer today yeah. <laughs> i don't know whether it's gonna make its way online today or not i had a guy tell me
1: at work today i look like it's casual friday uh-huh, right so uh-huh. i i Definitely dressed down, but uh, he's like, Man, you look like one of those like bank robbers today. Oh, you're in black and gray, you're just trying to be incognito. Um, you don't have a mask with you, do you? I do not. No, huh? there's nothing like that in
2: my bag. All right, all right. Anyway, come by and see us. We got uh for, this is a good idea for a gift. If your if your wife or your husband is a jazz fan. Come on by and grab some of this. We have uh, beanies. We have t-shirts. These t-shirts are cool. The
1: beanies are awesome. I'm a yeah. big beanie guy. We got the desk ornaments. Got city always. edition hoodie.
2: Yeah, that well, that one's really sweet.
1: Those look like uh, like they're advertising the Utes. Yeah, the red the that uh, red Utah. But it does
2: say jazz on it. Yeah, it somewhere. does. But anyway, come on by and see us and uh, talk to Tom and he'll give you he'll give you uh, all the attention and, and all the good uh, deals that you could possibly want. It is uh, Friday. Today, Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report will join us for, his, for our NBA Daily Assist. That's at 345. And Ben Anderson will join us at 5 p.m. We'll talk some jazz. and uh, But before we get to any of that, we, uh, we do have uh, my list.
0: Gordon. <laughs> And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. How I my Blue
2: and green and olive and... The gold and and
0: red uh, and brown. And now another rousing rendition of Gordon's List. God help us all.
2: Let's start where we often start on the big show, the jazz. Give me your assessment two-thirds of the way through the season of this team. Big picture.
1: Well, I think that um, you know it's been interesting, and I've made this point a few times on the air. I do the the post uh, pre pregame and post game uh, for the Jazz um, for about a third of the games. Um, I think that you know they made all these moves in the summertime. Everybody's really excited, um, and I think like any season, there's been crazy, crazy highs. There's been some definite lows. I think they've gone through. Um, You know, dealing with different issues, whether it be injuries, turnovers, lack of offensive rebounding. Uh, Went through a spell where defense wasn't great. But I think overall, you've got to like that they're right there in the top, you know, top four spots in the West. Um, They're within five games of the leader. Um, They are right there in terms of of being ahead in the division. They're just behind Denver a little bit. So um, I think overall, everything they've been through, acclimating all these guys, I really can't argue with uh, with the first half and what what's happened. Um, is
2: it th- about what you expected? It is about what I expected. It may not have happened the way we expected. No, no, no. And, but, but it never does. Thirty six and eighteen. Yeah. If you win two games for every one you lose, that's I mean, right. That's. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, with the, the pace the Lakers are setting, that's that's a little substandard. But that's typically pretty darn good. No question. And
1: and I think the the thing that really stands out to me. <clears throat> is the leadership on the team, I think, is solid. Um, the two guys that are in, in Chicago for the All-Star game uh, have done a great job of uh, you know, getting all these new guys in here, making them feel part of the team, teaching them kind of how they do things, how we do things here at, at, with the Jazz. Uh, and it has been, in my mind, I think as you watch it, I think there's a pretty good chemistry and cohesive unit. I think they're trying to do what Quinn's asking them to do. Um, and like you said, 36-18, and 18, um, for every every move they made, and you know where they were a year ago at this time, I think you got to be pretty pleased. All right, so
2: when we look at the Jazz, uh, you mentioned that they had to bring they had half their team was new. Yeah, and so there was that process that, that they went through. Um, there, the formula for winning in the NBA is is sort of it's cliche, but you need a couple of all stars, right? That's right. The jazz have that. You need some strength off the bench. You need uh, enough defense and offense to, to match one another, to balance that out. And you need uh, you need play, role players, and, and and you need strong coaching. I think we just checked all the boxes. I think we checked we? all
1: the boxes. You know, I think the thing that was 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 lacking, and they but to the front office credit, they went out and made a move. They had little to no firepower off the bench. Yeah, I think they tried to to. To uh, kind of fabricate that by Wasn't Jeff
2: Green supposed to provide some of that. He
1: was supposed to provide provide some of that for sure, uh, you know. And then they were going to start the season the way they started. They put Conley in the starting lineup with Royce. They put Joe on the bench, and he was going to kind of be the sixth man, bring some energy. But through that whole process, you know, Joe kind of got lost. And then you know they they made a couple switcheroos. Um, obviously, Mike got hurt. Uh, but I, I think the the story of the of to this point in the season is their acquisition of jordan clarkson and yeah. what that's done um, i don't give jordan all the credit but i give him a ton of credit because he resurrected in my mind a bunch of guys on that bench that were kind of stuck um george niang has come in and, and provided great output i think tony bradley um, is a guy who's certainly gotten better i love what emmanuel Mudiay does when he gets the opportunity um, you know, so it's – Jordan came in, and he kind of lit a fire on that bench. And for for whatever reason, you know, they needed that one little spark. And, and from there, the bench has been pretty solid.
2: In your coaching experience, does – can one guy really have that effect on the rest of the unit? I think so. I, I mean, I, I look back on years that I coached, and I
1: think that, you know, uh, it, it, I say this all the time. You know, I, I went through the Jimmer era, okay, and Jimmer was so – Phenomenal for 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 that couple years stretch, uh, but you know who really made that go was Jackson Emery. That's the truth. I mean, Jackson did all the little things that allowed Jimmer to be Jimmer. I joke with people we played a one three zone um, mm-hmm. because because Jimmer didn't do a whole lot on his side. We all joke was he, with Jimmer was about he, that. Was he asked to do anything? Well, he could have been prodded a little more, I would imagine. Um, and that, but I think that that's something uh that's something we could totally get off of i think that the you know the thing that would made coach rose great was he always coached to his personality and his personality was not a guy who's going to be in your face all the time um he's more of a guy who's going to give you confidence and push you in the direction of the things you do well who uh
2: who was the in your face guy on the staff
1: um probably me Did did you get after guys terry nashiff when i went terry was tough on guys yeah um yeah, you had to, and it, it was always a fine line. You always, you know, you don't like you don't want to push it too far, but you need the guys need to know you mean business. Um, so,
2: did you read guys? Did you like chart who you could be rough with? Oh, and for sure, you couldn't. Yeah, yeah. And you had to find the right button to push. Or yeah, that's
1: that's the total trick. You know, that's the total trick is trying to figure out what makes the guy go, what makes him tick, what levers can you uh, pull, what buttons can you push. Um, and not just totally destroy him, but just help them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's the age-old quandary when you're coaching is try to figure that part out.
2: Hmm. Getting back to the uh, Jazz, uh, can they catch the Nuggets? Do you think they can catch the Clippers? What are we looking at here? They're fourth right now. I think that's a pretty nice record, 36-18, and 18, like we talked about. But they're still fourth in the West. Some people thought they could be... Second in the West, uh, many thought the Clippers in LA. They everyone thought the Lakers were going to be terrific. I think the Lakers have outperformed what I expected from them. Uh, but do you think they can edge into that group? Because when we've talked to our various NBA experts. We talked to Sam Amick just the other day, and he said, I'm I'm lumping the Jazz now with these best teams in the West, that they are right there in the middle of it. Do you agree? I, I do agree. And what makes it hard anymore with the NBA is you
1: just don't know how is everybody going to manage their, their, their roster in terms of nights off. You know, obviously injuries are all a thing all of themselves, but we know the Clippers and Kawhi, he's not going to play – all the games right so that's where now it gets interesting coming down the stretch is how does everybody position themselves we saw that crazy end of the season last year mm-hmm. where it came down to the very last night <laughs> oh, that was, that and it was, was. like the Jazz are going to play the Rockets uh, right? the
2: worst matchup for them
1: yeah. and so you just don't know and, th- and that's the hard part is you really the only thing you can do as the Jazz is focus on the Jazz you can't really worry about what everybody else is doing but I lump them in that first group for sure um and i'm I'm actually encouraged because they did have that hot streak and for the most part they played pretty well there was no games really that they were just out of um but i would like to see that defense really kind of get shored up um and mike conley now starting to play better uh, and just try to figure out now jordan clarkson's obviously entrenched he's feeling good so we got everybody here they've all been here now for for a little over half the season Let's see where this goes. But
2: I, I think they are definitely in that top group. The other night, uh, Quinn Snyder said, when as, when someone asked him about uh, the defensive performance, he essentially said flat out, uh, quote, we have to play defense together. Right. And you've talked about playing defense on a string. What do you mean by that? And what does he mean?
1: What do mean? So basically, uh, you know, you get out there and, and it's not like the old days of junior jazz or what I grew up with in the YBA where you – You know, you wore an orange wristband, and (laughs) the guy you were guarding wore the orange. (laughs) And we all ran around in the corner Uh and stood by our guy. Um, When defense is bad, that's kind of how it gets, is, hey, I got mine, you got yours. Um, There's some teams, um, the Rockets, uh, the way they switch everything. um, The Lakers have some versatility to be able to switch some things. But for the most part, you have to, you know, tons of ball screens, which means – In order to get the ball stopped, you have to put two on it. Yeah. Which means the weak side has to slide over to take anything kind of coming at the basket. So, as I guess in a a simple way of saying it, in uh, defensive philosophy on a string means when my team moves, I move. And you're all kind of a unit. As you move, they move. And uh, if four guys are locked in and one guy isn't, you're going to give up something. And that's the beauty of basketball. Uh, But... That's the that's the next, like, in my mind, that's the next step is the Jazz getting to the point where all the guys in the rotation on the floor are kind of locked in and playing that together.
2: What percentage of possessions in the NBA do you think uh, multiple screens are set? It's almost every possession. Oh, no question. And so when so when a guy is covering somebody and someone is setting a night, nice, we see Rudy Gobert do this, sets a nice screen – it's You can't get through a good screen. You can't screen. get through it. Because what has
1: to happen, whether it be on the ball or
2: off, yeah. is, like I said,
1: two people have to come to the ball, right? So there's has to be some sort of uh, – you have to deal with the fact that some guy's coming off a screen. The screen's there, guy's running into it, so somebody's got to give help till he can get through it. Right. Um, and like you said, in, in basketball period nowadays, not, not just the NBA, college too, which is a kind of a revolution over the last – five, six years, but ball screens are the game. I mean, really, your
2: defensive philosophy begins and ends with how you're going to guard a ball screen. And sometimes you can fight through that screen. If you fight through it too strenuously, you're going to get called for a foul. Yep. And so you have to have help. And if you have to have help, you have, then someone's got to help the helper. That's right. Absolutely and right. This is what uh, they're talking about when they're talking about communication yep. and connection on defense.
1: That's right. And that's what we always used to talk to our guys is, you know, you don't sit in a room. Well, maybe they do now. We don't sit in a room and not say anything to each other. They do that a lot with the phones. Um, but if you're going to be successful at anything, you have to be able to communicate. You know, like this guy just walked up and sat down next to us. He's ready and, to and communicate. We could either just ignore him or we could talk to him. I'd say we talk to him. What do you say? If we,
2: if we don't talk to him, he's going to throw us out of his place.
1: Yeah. So. I'm I'm so excited. This is the first time I've met Tom. We're with the, we're here at the warehouse. We mentioned that 86 East University Parkway in Orem. Um, we've got Tom. Here. Tim, welcome. Oh, it's so good to be with you, man. Thank
3: you, my. Friend. I came
1: in. I got this great greeting. He he knew who I was even. I couldn't believe it. Do you think people don't know who you are? Tim? I don't. I don't think anybody. <laughs> the <knows>. legend. <laughs> legend lives this is a great spot what we got going on in here today hey have
3: you kicked that back yet this is the gordon special this is right here i I can see there's a place for my drink yeah it keeps it cold too that's a that's a nice piece hey listen this is a big weekend in the furniture world it's valentine's day so we're gonna have some sweetheart deals nice we're gonna have some love seats that are incredible i've got two love seats to choose from Double reclining with consoles, made by Klausner. You know the deal, Gordon, that chocolate brown one. We sold a whole truckload of them. I've got two pieces of the brown left, so I decided, let's take another one. It's kind of a buckskin. Uh, It's a $1,000 piece. We're going to sell them today, tomorrow, and Monday, President's Day. $399. What do they normally go for? I'll be honest, they're a $1,000 piece if you went into a normal store. And I'll be very honest, they're going to go on sale for 799 So we're half of the sale price, $399. In brown, chocolate brown, there's only two left. And then buckskin, I've got about six of them. And don't forget Salt Lake Store. Everything we talk about here in Orem, the Salt Lake Store, 1967 South, 300 West, the same deal will be available there. But I have... And I'm going to call this Vidal Special in honor of Vidal. Vidal! I met Vidal earlier. That's a good guy over there. This is a gorgeous set. We just unloaded a full truck this morning. This is recliner, real leather, chocolate, sofa love. The love seat is a glider, rocker, and recliner. Oh, nice. With a console. And the console has a USB port and AC plug so you can laptop or your tablet charge it the the normal sets like a five thousand dollar set we're gonna do an incredible blowout today tomorrow and monday only we will not repeat this vidal thinks i'm crazy similar to race you know how race will yell tom can't do that yeah we're going to do it for twenty two ninety nine for both pieces. Oh. Now, the incredible thing about the sofa, it's a three-seater sofa, but the console is hidden. So you can sit down three people, but the console drops down. And in the console, you push a button, and it has two AC ports plus two USBs. And the aluminum drink holders for your favorite beverage. Incredible deal, twenty two ninety nine. Vidal special. The Vidal. I'm doing it in honor of Vidal. <laughs> yeah, last but not least, for this break, we're going to do something that's insane, and I have never done this. I'm going to do a king size adjustable bed. This is one solid king mattress, and I have a ten inch hybrid, so it's. Uh, if anybody understands the mattress business right now, the hottest thing is kind of a hybrid. So it's memory foam, but it also has springs to give you push, and they sleep a little bit cooler. I'm going to do a 10-inch hybrid with a head up and foot up. It's one solid mattress. It's not a split. The entire deal, 800 Ninety nine bucks. Wow, the base is sixteen ninety nine across the street. Yeah. So come and see us, eighty six East University Parkway. We'll be uh, broadcasting here till six, and then don't forget the same deals in Salt Lake, uh, nineteen sixty seven South, three hundred West. Mm-hmm. The warehouse, boom. Can I say it too, please? Boom. Yeah. Oh, love that. That, yeah, Tim, that, that, that was a good. Feeling, boom, man. Yeah. man yeah. That, <laughs> that, that kind of shook my chair. <laughs> And this chair doesn't have massage. It's so. great to be
1: great to be here with you. Thank you. We'll get back with you here later in the show, but come see us at the warehouse. We'd love to uh, to visit with you, get a selfie with Gordon, and check out these great <laughs> deals we got going on. All right, stay with us right here on the big show.
2: Welcome back. I don't want to make you sick or anything, but it is a love edition of the Big Show.
1: Yeah, and our band of the day. Our band of the day is various love songs here on Valentine's Day, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. This is uh, Boys to Men.
2: Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's Tim Lacombe sitting in for Jake Scott. We're down here at the warehouse today, and... uh, I'm in the middle of my list, uh, and who's my list brought to everybody by?
1: This list, this, this famous list, which I'm so excited to be actually part of today, is presented by Tim Daly Nissan uh, Nissan Southtown. So, grateful to uh, Tim Daly Nissan Southtown for sponsoring this said list. And with that, maybe we jump back in.
2: Yeah, the All-Star Weekend, obviously. What are the expectations for Donovan and Rudy? Don't I mean, get hurt. Is, that's the only thing do, I hope. Do, do you think jazz fans want to see these guys go out and dominate, or is that just is that beyond anybody's uh, you know kind of realistic expectation here with so many stars involved? And you know how seniority comes into play, and guys tend to acquiesce at times to no, I think, the veteran players.
1: I think with them being in there for the first time, um, I'm sure there's fans out there that want them to dominate. But I, I would bet you there's way more fans out there that want them to just stay healthy, not do anything crazy, stay healthy, uh, enjoy the, enjoy it, and then get back here and help us uh, get back to work. But exciting deal for them. I'm, no, I'm not a big all-star game guy. I yeah, don't know about you. I'm not. I, I used to be. I used to be, too. But it's yeah. just gotten
2: to, to the point. An exhibition like, beyond yeah. competition. Right,
1: like starting with the intros. It, it loses
2: me. Although... Yeah, I mean they got all the show business stuff and it's almost like look, I know that the NBA is entertainment. That's a that's a part of it. People want to see uh individual athletes do things that uh, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the planet can't do and that's in and of itself entertainment, but I like it within the context of competition.
1: Right, oh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's like a, you know, what it ends up being is a forty eight minute layup line. Hmm. With about the that about that much intensity of the layup line. So. so what
2: about a guy like Rudy whose his game is centered on competition, it's centered on making other players look bad. Do you think he will he will pursue that with gusto or will there be peer pressure for him? Hey, don't make me look bad out there. Do not do if I'm doing some whirly twirly thing. Don't come over here and block my shot will he feel that or does he because he comes from a different country do you think he is easy for him to ignore that and go out and ply his trade well I think that you would say this too I think Rudy
1: definitely marches to the his own beat yeah and this is a big deal for him uh-huh. I mean I've heard him say countless times that you know being from France and being a guy who was not highly sought after that this is kind of a uh, an opportunity for him to kind of, you know, arrive on the scene for real. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my assumption is he'll probably take it fairly serious. And I don't think that uh, what guys want him to do, uh, whether to compete or not to compete, will have much bearing on how it, what he actually does. You know,
2: we've already seen that within the context of the way he handles himself on the floor. Have you seen at times when he's done something and it's almost like one of the guys on the inside looks at him like, what are you doing? And Rudy just sort of brushes him off like nothing. Right. Am I imagining that or do you see that too?
1: No, I see it. I, I think Rudy's got a def- – he's definitely a type A personality. And he I think does... this
2: goes for some of his teammates too. No, no question. I think sometimes he rubs them a little No, no, bit no, no, no doubt. In a way that they're not used to.
1: Well, I think, you know, talking about the season – to date, I think one of the tough things that happened in the season was right early when everybody's trying to get broken in and acclimate, you know, he comes out and kind of says, give me the ball, give me the ball, (laughs) because I need to score, right? Um, And whether he was doing it like, hey, this is going to help us win, or the fact that he went to the media and did, I didn't like that part. Um, I think everybody's gotten through it. But my, I I don't know a ton about the goings on of that locker room, but my, my sense is that Rudy is the one guy you kind of have to walk on eggshells around a little bit.
2: Mm. And you think that'll be an extension of that come Sunday? Probably. In the NBA All-Star Game. Yeah.
1: I hope he doesn't. I might watch watch the game this year. I haven't watched it forever. But I may watch it just to see how Rudy handles the game and how the game handles him.
2: LeBron comes flying down the court and does some dipsy doodle thing (laughs) and Rudy comes over and gets that weak stuff out of there? I mean, come on! Isn't that what we want? That's what we
1: want. But well, will it happen? You know, sometimes in those games, guys just get out of the way. I, I don't see Rudy getting <laughs> yeah, out of the I know. way.
2: I mean, I watch that game sometimes, and it's like the Harlem Globetrotters against the Washington Generals. We just need sweet Georgia Brown. <laughs> I mean, remember, remember uh, uh, Curley would dribble in a circle, and everybody just backs away and lets him do it. Why? Because it's a show. Well, this is what this is. It's kind of a show, but give give me back to the days when Jordan wasn't taking that crap from anybody and was inspiring his his team to to play defense. Uh, give me more of that. That's what I want.
1: Yeah, and and I think that that if you were to poll most basketball fans, my guess is they'd say whatever you do with the All Star game, make it more competitive. You know, we we see enough of the the hype and the show. What we really want to see are the best players in the world compete. Yeah. And that's the piece that's missing from the All-Star game, for sure.
2: No doubt about that. Damian Lillard out with the groin injury. I hate to see that. He may be – he's the hottest player in the league. And if you want to see somebody playing well, I mean, within the context of whatever competition is out there, he deserves to be there as much as anybody. Devin Booker, who a lot of people complained about, uh, some Suns fans were complaining about the fact that Donovan Mitchell made it in front of Devin Booker. Now he takes – Dallas plays
1: yeah that's in my mind that's a you know it's great for Devin and I know uh, I actually got to kind of meet Devin through a couple people so I'm happy for him um, I actually was hoping that maybe John ja Morant would get that spot um, but I can see where seniority wise they probably
2: give it to Devin who do you like team Giannis Giannis or uh, team LeBron you don't care well two things I
1: don't care and I have, I've been negligent to the point where I know that Rudy and and Donovan are on Giannis's team, right? Hmm. But beyond that, I don't know much about the. <laughs> so I got to go study <laughs> the
2: rosters here. I saw, I saw the team LeBron is like a seven point favorite or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh,
1: anyway. All right. Well, we'll get back. Uh, zero res leaves no dirt, attracting residues behind, so your carpets stay cleaner longer. Schedule your cleaning for thirty three dollars per room cleaned. Fourth room is
2: free. Online
1: at zerores.saltlake.com.
2: All right, we are at the warehouse uh, in orm Come by and see us. What's that address again, Tim?
1: 86 East University Parkway in orham
2: Come by, see us. Uh, we have jazz gear to give away and uh, meet with Tom and get some good deals down here at the warehouse. We have Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report coming up next on The Big Show with our NBA Daily Assist. Stay with us. Today's The Big Show. I'm Gordon Monson. Tim LaCombe sitting in for the vacationing Jake Scott. Coming up momentarily, we'll have Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report for our Daily Assist. How are you holding up over there, Tim?
1: You know what? I'm holding up good. There's good good ventilation in here. (laughs) This NBA Daily Assist, you know, with cold weather here, your home's heating system ready. Lee's Heating and Air is now offering their winter furnace checkup for only $59. Call Lee's Heating and Air today. At eight zero one seven four 747 lees or online at leesheatac.com. Uh, let's go out to the zone uh, uh, guest line, sprint special guest line, and bring in from the Bleacher Report our good friend Howard Beck.
0: It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, Senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck, on 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
2: I'll repeat Tim's question Howard, how the heck are you today? <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, doing alright Doing alright In a uh, very nicely heated cab at the moment But uh, yeah, it is uh, <laughs> blistering Painfully cold outside
2: Now, are you uh, I, I can't remember, we probably asked you before But are you involved in, in Chicago This weekend?
4: Uh, I mean, I'm here And I'm covering things And recording podcasts And about to go do a TV hit with NBA TV And just finished up some stuff with SiriusXM So, yeah um, you know, I I, I I guess that's involved.
2: Do, do you have a part of the weekend that uh, that speaks to you the most? Uh, and how do you feel about the game itself? Is that something you get excited about?
4: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough thing because, you know, like fans love this. And so I never want to tell fans uh, that this is uh, anything less than whatever uh, they see in it. But, I mean, and I think that's a 17 or 18 All-Star Weekends now for me. So, um, you know, they, they, the novelty of it certainly wears off pretty quickly. And, you know, when you go through the, the, the weekend's events, right, the Friday night, the rookie soft game never held much appeal, and, and it just really isn't all that great. Um, the Saturday night is so, so, so dependent on the dunk contest. We remember the years where there's a great dunk contest, and the years where the dunk contest uh, just kind of fizzles. We think, all right, it's time to reimagine this whole thing. We've got to start over. They've got to infuse some new life in this thing. The three-point contest is always good. I don't know why they're fiddling with it this year, but it, it, that, that one's reliable. And then the Sunday game, uh, look, I know it sounds like angry old man, you know, <laughs> shaking fist at clouds, but there was a time when the players played a little defense and, were, and actually treated it like a competition and wanted to win and had some pride in it. And on a weekend when we are remembering uh, Kobe Bryant, it's worth noting that you know he not only made more All Star games, I think, than anybody in history, or I think more consecutively, I think, than anybody in history, and won uh, a record tying four MVPs of the All Star game. Kobe came to compete. He came to put an impression on people. He came to to make an impression, and and so the NBA is tweaking the game again and, and trying to make it so that there's more incentives to win each individual quarter. I'm all for all of that. Like I, people are, are kind of, 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 you know, turning up their noses at some of these changes they're making. I think the changes are good because they're, tr- they're trying to get the players to, to play at a slightly higher level rather than just jog up and down the court throwing lobs for, for dunks. And, you know, if they can get the, the players to play a little harder not you know, No one's asking them to treat it like Game 7 of the finals. Just play a little harder, treat it like it matters, make it feel like a real game. I think that would go a long way in improving the Sunday game itself.
1: Howard, uh, we were just talking in the last segment about uh, the Jazz. The Jazz have two uh, players this year in the All-Star game, which we're all really excited about. Um, we, we're kind of trying to figure out how Rudy Gobert will fit. Uh, into what you just described, Um, and I think that Gordon and I both take your uh, position that the competitive part of this has kind of gone out the window, and that would be nice to see come back. But in terms of uh, the Jazz and Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, um, just your thoughts on uh, kind of their first experience of the All-Star game and uh, what Jazz fans can look for from those two in this game.
4: You know, it's it's such a hard thing to know, you know, how how are the coaches going to decide to dole out minutes and which combinations. And if somebody gets on a roll, are the, their teammates going to feed them and feel like, all right, let's get this guy the MVP? Because that kind of happens. But these things kind of happen organically. So it's really impossible to kind of project these things ahead of time. I will say that Rudy Gobert, as a guy who's known much more for his defense than his offense, I don't know that this is a an event that really caters to him. Although, listen, the guy is is great with the lob dunks as, as, as any big in the game. So there's there's plenty of room for him to put on a show, too, and, and that guys can cater to that. Um, and, you know, guys also sometimes like to use the opportunity to do the things that they don't get to do in a in a game that counts. So maybe we'll see Rudy Gobert show off his three-point shot or his handle a little bit. Um, that could be fun. But uh, I, I think, you know, these games tend to be dominated by and characterized by the guys who do the most with the ball in their hands. And so that's where Donovan Mitchell will get his chance to shine because he'll be among, obviously, that group. Uh, But, you know, I think more than anything, you know, players, especially when they're making their debut, it's just fun to be part of it, to be out there with the greatest players in the game, to be in the pregame locker room, just, you know, uh, chatting with all these guys and, uh, you know, trying to maybe... Pick up, you know, pick up some tips here and there uh, on the game. Could again, something Kobe used to do all the time. He was always picking the brains of the older guys, trying to find new things that he could incorporate.
2: Boy, you just described Donovan Mitchell to a T. There, he'll probably be a busy man with his ears wide open uh, this weekend. Howard, we take you on this sort of r- r- ride with the Jazz since you join us every Friday, and we've been doing this for so long. They go through periods of times when they're tw- they went 19 of 21 and then they were on a five-game losing streak. Now they're on a four-game win streak against quality competition. They seem to be putting it together. And it's almost as though these undulations they've been a part of, uh, they're learning from. And it's uh, that adversity is actually bringing them together and helping them to play better. Is that uh,
4: reasonable? Reasonable. And it's what you would hope for. Um And it's why you know we always talk about not overreacting, and players and coaches, you know, too, the ones who have been around a while, they try to just ride out those those little peaks and valleys because each of you know those those can be learning experiences, and sometimes it's just necessary. Some teams just have to go through more more you know uh, static in the course of a season than others do, and the Jazz seem to to always have that. It seems to be kind of baked into this team. Um, They may come out of it better for it. We'll see and there's, you know, I, I think there's still a potential in the world for this to be the team that we all projected in, in the preseason um, after adding Conley and, and Bogdanovich. They look really good. Um, you know, we're all, you know, guilty, I, I think, on a national level of getting carried away with the idea it's going to be Lakers versus Clippers, and that's still probably the most likely outcome, and there's, and there's reason to believe that. But I, I also think that there is, you know, no one is that far and away better overall um yes lebron and ad are the best tandem in the league potentially and then Kawhi and paul george are are fantastic when they're both playing um it doesn't mean that a a team that's built a little differently couldn't upend them if they're catch fire at the right time and if the lakers or clippers stumble somewhere along the way which can happen so I, i i still think you know the jazz have every opportunity to make a deep run
1: uh, taking the first, uh, I guess, first half or to the all-star break, Howard, into account, um, of the teams and, and uh, throughout the league, um, either positive surprise or negative surprise, um, what team has, has surprised you the most, I guess, to this point?
4: Um Yeah, there are a lot of candidates for that. I mean, certainly the Memphis Grizzlies, two games over five hundred at the break, is incredible. I think a lot of people figured they would have the worst record in the NBA and that, you know, as good as John Morant was expected to be, this would be a a year for simply developing and getting great draft position again and and just seeing, you know, what else they could add and, and, you know, let guys take their lumps and and instead, here they are, potentially, you know, I mean, they're they're at the moment, you know, they'd be in the playoffs. Um, That's... Remarkable! It's outstanding. John Morant is running away with Rookie of the Year in large part because Zion has been hurt and only played ten games, but it's also a credit to, to John Morant playing like a veteran. I mean, he's when when uh, Dame Lillard went down and they all of a sudden had to you know you know pick a replacement for the All Star game and Devin Booker was the obvious choice, but there was certainly a case to be made for Ja, and he's got All Star caliber numbers. And as as a rookie to be at that position to be playing the way he is. Um, it's absolutely remarkable. So the Grizzlies have just been a really pleasant surprise. The Thunder, I think, of course, has been a pleasant surprise. I mean, I was one who thought that they'd still be really competitive. I didn't think they were pulling the plug. I thought the Thunder would be good. I wasn't sure they'd be this good. Uh, And then the Miami Heat are the other one that come to mind, Uh, you know, not just adding Jimmy Butler, but this next big leap taken by Bam Adebayo and how quickly their their young guys are growing up, Tyler Hero and and, uh, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, They've been... You know, uh, a lot of fun to watch.
2: Man, we saw them the other night. The Jazz beat them. But that team, you can see why that team is as good as it is and is having success. You mentioned Zion Williamson. He followed a 31-point game with 32 points. Howard, I mean, where are you with this kid? Uh, Some people say a human body isn't meant to be built like that and that that's tough on the joints and tough on other parts. But uh, this guy could be something
4: special. No, he, he, he absolutely is something special already, and I think that the potential to, to get you know, better, uh, it, it's all there. He has a, a great joy for the game. You can see it in him. You get, it's just really a big part of his persona, and that always bodes well. And, you know, look, none of us, we're not physiologists. We don't know exactly how to, to chart out where he will go as far as his body goes and whether it can take all the wear and tear and the torque and all the power, the thrust that he, he puts into every, every leap at the basket, um, there's, there's no knowing that. But if we just judge it based on what he is right now, physically, athletically, his skill set and his passion for the game, I, there, there really is no limit to what this kid can do. And, I mean, he's, he is a show every night. He is must-see TV.
2: Howard, you mentioned the uh, Clippers and the Lakers. Are the Bucks the best team in the league right now?
4: By record, that's the case. Um, it's just, it, it's hard to judge. You know, we are, we are, even though we don't have any real super teams around right now, and by super team I mean usually three stars or more, you know, the Bucks are, are an anomaly because they are a one-superstar team. And, and that's no disrespect to Chris Middleton, who's an all-star, but Middleton is not a guy that you build a team around. He's not a guy who um, you, you design a, a defense Around you're not he's not the guy you're 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 fearing, even though he's really really good. um, It's not the same as as LeBron and Anthony Davis. It's not the same as 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 Kawhi and Paul George. So it it is really is about Giannis and this really well calibrated group around him that fits perfectly uh, defensively and with all the three point shooting that just brings out the best in all of them and allows Giannis to do what he does. Um, So all that said. They have the outlines of a championship team, and they're on pace to, to threaten 70 wins, which has obviously been rarely done. Are they good enough to beat the Lakers or the Clippers if it's one of those two teams in the finals, given that those two teams have multiple options, superstar-type options? That's the real question. That's the real test to say, hey, can you, can you win with this other model?
2: Howard, I always say that uh, tell our listeners that if they want to increase their IQ, their basketball IQ, listen to what you have to say and read you at Bleacher Report. We do appreciate you joining us. Thanks. Have fun there in Chicago.
4: Appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for the kind words, as always. We'll, uh, we'll check in with you next week.
2: All right. Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report for our NBA Daily Assist. Well, this guy's walked over
1: here again, hasn't he? He's sitting with us again. You know, he acts like he owns the place. (laughs) He does act like
3: he owns the place. You know, I love listening to Howard. He's really good. I do. He is incredibly intelligent when it comes to NBA. Did you hear the horn honk? I wanted to know the
2: story behind that. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know what's going on.
3: Sorry. He was in traffic.
2: That's
3: true. What do you got for what us What do you got today? for us, big dog? Hey, we have uh, deals. As everybody knows, this is one of the biggest weekends for furniture. It's President's Day weekend, but it's also Valentine's Day. So are you the only guy I know who can make uh, buying furniture romantic? Listen. There's an old joke told in our industry, and it it it. doesn't. Little Barry White in the background. Come on. Uh, It's called healing. So it doesn't matter. You're married. You have a license. I don't care the privacy of your bedroom, what you do. But if you buy a mattress from me, I'm going to support you in bed.
2: Oh nice.
1: When we appreciate okay. that support. Like you wouldn't believe. Appreciate it. Well sometimes you really need Wow, well, no
3: No, don't again. do it. I'm <laughs> glad Austin's not ahead. in there today. Yeah, no, no. Tom, what I'm do you... changing subjects what do you very know? quickly. Listen, we're gonna do something fun this weekend. I have some really incredible home theater speakers made by the IFI company. And they're like three hundred and fifty dollars a pair. High-end, high-fidelity speakers. We're going to give you a pair for free with any purchase over five hundred dollars. You're not going to get them unless you say that you heard us here on the Zone. If you mention that you heard us here on the Zone, you spend five hundred bucks, you're going to get them for free. Wow! I'm going to I'm going to do some real quick deals, and then we're going to talk about adjustable beds because this is the best time ever to buy it. Uh, Our deal is 50% gone. Uh, I have two left, and you say you want one of them, so I have one left, the best deal in the country. It's an adjustable king set, side-by-side, with every feature known to man. Uh, Depends on where you look. The Home Show had a special for like $7,700 for a similar bed. Um, We're going to do it. How much? $7,700. All right. That's more than my car. (laughs) That is... That is... spend more time in your bed. Listen, let me tell you something. A third of your life is spent in your bed, and you are much more productive. There's so many benefits to good sleep, but an adjustable bed does more for your health than just help you get good sleep. Uh, Jake and I, on the Man Cave show tomorrow, we're going to talk about it, and... um, What we're going to talk about is benefits. We're not going to take time now because I don't have 30 minutes. But just getting your feet elevated helps you with multiple problems. It helps. uh, There's a place where you go where your feet are up, and it's called zero gravity. Your feet are above your heart. It makes it so your heart doesn't have to work as hard to get the blood from pooling in your legs. It drains by gravity back to your heart. Uh, It's good for your heart. It's good for all kinds of issues, swelling, pain, all kinds of things. No more said about that. Tom's Tom's a doctor of of all (laughs) sleep. Doctor of of adjustable beds. (laughs) We're going to do, again, we have, this is the very best deal. I'm going to do two latex hybrid mattresses and two adjustable beds. The competitors across the street, if you come in, I'll show you the picture, I don't Mention them by name ever. They sell the bases for thirty nine hundred dollars. They sell the mattresses for forty nine hundred dollars. That's each. That's for both. Okay. That's for both. So it's it's like a nine thousand dollar package. We're going to do it while they last, and it's two. And two, I got one. You, I've got yours pulled. Okay. So we've got two. It's twenty nine ninety nine, two thousand nine hundred, and it's the best package out there I have another package if you don't if you have been looking at them you don't want to spend four to five thousand dollars six thousand dollars I have a two thousand dollar package 1999 head up foot up with an incredible gel infused 12 inch hybrid mattress the mattresses are more than that across the street Mm. and then if you're looking for a king-size adjustable bed you're on a budget I have the deal we announced last break. It's a 10-inch hybrid, gel-infused memory foam with springs underneath it, with a solid king, it's not a split, for $899. Wow. It's head up and foot up, the entire package, 899 You can't buy the base for that. You can't buy the mattress for that. I'm giving you the whole deal for less than $900. Boom. Boom.
2: <laughs> All right, Tom, thanks for... Well, Talk to you further in the show. Perfect. It is the big show. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more of my list and more of uh, Tim's kind of... uh, Sardonic humor.
0: (laughs) Is that what it is? Sardonic. Uh, More of the big show coming up.